Yes. <laughs> Wait, so he just spelled ghost ghost. <laughs> what kind of illiterate bitch ass ghost is this? Like, please, can you please use ghost in a sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, you stupid ghost. <laughs> He's probably dyslexic too. He probably spells boo. O-O-B. <laughs> Somebody sensitive. And stupid. <laughs> you know what, I, I think we'll probably just show us. Welcome to the Thunder Rooster Podcast. My name is Ron. And I'm Paul. And today we are going to be talking about the uh, also fabled Ouija board. (laughs) 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 I'm sure you've heard all kinds of stories about the Ouija board, or you just know it as just some kind of fun little family game. Oh, it's a fun family game for all ages. (laughs) I mean, I don't consider it that, but you know, some people do. They think it is. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, today we're going to take you through a little bit of history about the Ouija board, as well as some a uh, couple stories. I've actually played with one myself. Uh, Paul has not, and it's probably for the best. Yeah, <laughs> he's freaked out about everything. He don't need to play this. Yeah, it's funny because uh, one of the gag gifts I was thinking about getting you for Christmas is <laughs> <It's> Ouija board. <laughs> well, that board would be passed back and forth. Uh, that's for sure. That would be hilarious. Would we have custody for this? You get weeks, weekdays, and I get weekends? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> or we'll rotate it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about we uh we Sure. Let's off? get in, right? All right. Dive right in. Oh, we'll dive as much as we can. <laughs> um, so, but in seriousness, yes. Uh, this is a fascinating topic. Obviously, we've discussed these things in, the, in past episodes. But as far as with the Ouija board... There are there are some misconceptions, so we'll be we'll, we'll take it seriously. We'll look at good and bad what right. people think. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, if you start to question some of the stuff, there's there's situations with church and state where clergy, different churches, are just not really on board with it, mm-hmm. and they want nothing to do with it. And of course, they see it as a tool for the devil. Yes, unlock the devil. Um, so you have you have those. You know, you have people discussing these things, so more or less, church is not really on board. Then you have just regular citizens, if they believe or not, mm. just either based on what they've heard, what they've read, what they've seen. Um, then it's like the idea of the planchette, which is is basically the piece that's used uh, on the board game itself. Yeah. And that's another thing where, as I'm reading through, is it like, are you really moving the planchette? with the partner or psychologically or your mind, is it controlling it itself? Mm -hmm. So that was weird because I've never used it, but I've seen videos, either real accounts or, you know, in movie account where it just seems like it's just moving on its own. Yeah. But they've tried to back it up with some sorts of studies Mm -hmm. to say otherwise saying no, psychologically it's like you're almost pushing it. Like it's just, 
Yeah. We'll get into that yeah, yeah. later. But anyway, so there's that. And then there's testimonies of if it's real or not. Uh, and then there's pop culture. Mm-hmm. Tons of it. Shitty Ouija movies. Very shitty. <laughs> I mean, Ouija for years, <laughs> just years, you see these bad, you know, movie jackets yeah. and stuff like that. And then, you know, one thing I happen to see, it's like uh, I found a, a clip from uh, the Long Island Medium, mm-hmm. uh, Teresa Caputo. And even she don't want it at the house. <laughs> Her daughter brings it in and she's like, whoa, bitch. Like, this isn't going on the house. Mm-hmm. And this is what she does for a living. So if I got a medium telling me to get it out of the house, stay on the house. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, some people are very, right. you know, against the whole idea. True. I mean, we kind of are. <laughs> right, right. And then just the fascination that this game is still being sold. You go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go pick it up today. Oh, yeah. No problem. Crazy. No questions asked. Yeah, none. Uh, I think I believe on the board itself. I think it's for game uh, for children eight and then up. And eight and up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all right, kids, be careful what you wish for. It's like I wouldn't trust somebody my age to play right. with. Right. Let alone so, like, oh, so, let's let a child summon the yeah summon the Satan. You can a little child can unlock an iPhone. Why can't he unlock the dead? <laughs> <laughs> let's go talk to some ghosts. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah i mean the, the, yeah again but um as far as as far as the origin i mean it, it's kind of the idea stem from from just the idea of spiritualism i mean we're kind of looking around the idea that this is kind of coming around around world war one um a lot of a lot of bloodshed i hate to say it um but at that time a lot of people were losing their lives and one of the ways for the families to cope was just try to think there was a way that they could reach out mm. some way, somehow, and to try to see if they can, you know, reach their loved ones. Right. So this idea was almost, was almost started from that. In a sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll get, we'll deep we'll dig a little deeper on right. history here in a minute, mm-hmm. but first let's, uh, for those of you who don't know what a Ouija board is, and I'm sure there's people out there that sure. don't, of course, uh, it's basically a, uh, I guess, what is it, like cardboard now? Mm-hmm. Basically mm-hmm. a board? It's almost like a checkerboard? It, I mean, I almost feel like it feels like most game board, you know. Yeah, I, I myself I haven't know. touched one in Right, you know what I mean? Like last I maybe opened, you know, Box of Monopoly and played yeah, it. It's like the texture like of like the board. Yeah. So, yeah, you have your basic board and, uh, you know, it's got yes and no up in the top corners and it's got the alphabet laid out as long uh from a to z as well as numbers uh one through zero and then you have uh a hello and goodbye in some cases it's just goodbye and then you got a yes and you have a no but i said that oh (laughs) (laughs) that age is catching up with you paul (laughs) but uh yeah um so you have the board and then you have a planchette, which is it's basically heart shaped, teardrop shaped, but um you know, you put your fingers on it and it's got a little um circle of a window, so to speak. A magnifying glass. Yeah, a magnifying glass. And um you basically are moving along to guide what letters to spell out things, right? Or to get a yes or no answer. Right. So, I guess originally or, uh, it's meant for two to four players. Mm-hmm. And I believe when it first started out, you basically had to sit cross-legged on the ground 
or what we used to call Indian style. And uh, you had to have uh, a corner of each board. If you're playing two people, you sit across from each other and each corner is touching your knees and you just place two fingers on the planchette a piece and it kind of moves and whatnot. So that's basically what a Ouija board is in a nutshell. Um, Some people believe it has um, very spiritualistic powers, so to speak. And some people, you know, most people, I probably just believe it's, uh, you know, just a little um, sleight of hand kind of trick, you know, which very well be. I mean, that's probably the case. I think a lot of this is mostly mostly like unconscious movements, but we'll get into it. And then the misconception, too, was it wasn't really the, the game wasn't almost the game didn't have the idea of what it was now until the exorcist kind of happen right so it's like before it was just like okay this was a way to try to reach out but the exorcist kind of like put that that notion or that ideal mm-hmm. in someone's head like okay this could be used to channel wrong well, i think things. Uh, i mean the exorcist definitely drove it home yes. but i think it was more the book that it was based off of because i think mm-hmm. it talked about it more in the book than because right. i believe on the exorcist itself i don't think she actually had a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, it was some kind of like, um, I want to say it was almost like a collage or something and that she hid away. Right. But I don't remember. I only saw it once. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So what kind of went into uh, the making of the now, now that we know of as the Ouija board, it actually went back as far as, uh, 1100 AD back in China, they used to do a little thing called uh, uh, spirit writing or uh, ghost writing or something like that. It's basically when you just kind of close your eyes and just write out stuff. Mm-hmm. So you kind of that it kind of got along the lines of the spiritualistic ways of people like trying to communicate with spirits or your ancestors, but. More so where this kind of comes along the lines, it was like in the 1800s or maybe even earlier than that, but um, back in like the Western days, um, you know, seances were coming popular. Um, They kind of came up with this thing called rapping, which is basically like, I know there's a story of a, a couple sisters who claimed to create this so they claimed that there was a um a ghost haunting a house so what the whole rapping thing comes into is you would ask a question like say one knock for yes two knocks for no so you know you'd ask a question and you'd get a knock so they were doing that for the longest time and they actually came forward and you know, admitted and retracted this several times where they would say like, you know, they hid like some kind of string attached to something and they pull on the string or something, get a knock. (laughs) So that kind of went through and then kind of developed into a spirit board, which um, people would just, you know, they would essentially do what the Ouija board is, but they use different means right. for like the yeah. planchette was uh, 
sometimes it would be blank and they put like a pencil or something on a weird planchette style thing and they would just write out stuff. Right. Yes. So it's gone through a lot of transformation to get to where it is. I mean, it's just a lot of spiritualistic stuff that, you know, some people believe in, some people don't. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's fun and kind of hilarious at the same time. But, um, yeah, so like you were saying before, in the sense of uh, people were trying to get connected with a lot of people that had died, like this really blew up in the sense during the Civil War, where you have massive amounts of death happening. I mean, it's all in one country, it's one side against the other, so millions of people died. Right. And a lot of people never heard from their family again. They'd go off, and you don't know if they died. You don't know. Even if you do know how they died, you don't know how they died. You don't know where they died. All this and that. So they would use uh, any means necessary, basically, to try to get that closure. Yeah, of course. But like you were saying, like during World War I, um, this lady, her name was uh, Pearl Curran. She was a uh, famous medium, medium and uh, she kind of popularized that whole trying to communicate with your loved ones right. through the Ouija board itself. Sure. Let's kind of go through how it got into production. So, um, it was Elijah Bond mm-hmm. was the person who, uh, tagged it all up. Yep. You want to give us a little bit about, well, I mean, him? that's, that's basically Elijah Bond is basically is the creator. Yeah. Of so the he, Ouija board. he holds the patents. He right? holds the patents for it, yeah. but then he got, he got involved with, uh, Charles Kennard. Kennard, yeah. Which was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, he basically figured a way, like, we could turn a business out of this. Yeah. And turn the business out of it, but <coughs> promise to give answers, but the answers might not even be true. Right. Just give him some hope. Mm-hmm. So he's basically teaming up to kind of create the idea of offering something that fights false hope. Right. It's pretty shitty, but I thought it was an interesting story how they got the uh, patent to begin with. Um, they wouldn't say how it works, and the only way that the uh, patent attorney would actually get them to get a patent for it was basically they had to basically guess this guy's name. They didn't know the guy's name, which I'm pretty sure, like, I'm the dude was somewhat of an attorney himself, so sure. I'm sure he had heard of his name in passing in some way, shape, or form. But as far as it goes, this patent officer did not know if they knew his name or just didn't think they did. So they brought the board out and got his name. The dude got pale in the face. Is like, here's your patent. You know, that's why if you look it up in there, it doesn't explain how it actually works. No, but, but it's so like hotcakes. Right. And, you know... Kind of the way uh, the name came about itself. Uh, you said it was uh, a mix of words. What was it? It was like yes in German and yeah. So, so there were a couple ways that that it was actually classified. So it was like the word Ouija in itself was was an archive Egyptian word meaning good luck. Really was the first part. But then as far as um, you know, for, as far as the word from German, yeah, it, it it would be basically yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So one of the stories that I'd heard on it was that 
the one of the myths I should say yeah came about that the board gave itself its name so essentially right they asked the board what it wanted to be called and it spelled out Ouija mm-hmm. and um they asked what Ouija meant and then it spelled out good luck <laughs> so that kind of ties into what you're saying yeah but uh I think what they determined was uh probably what most likely happened was that uh I don't yeah uh Helen Peters mm-hmm. uh yeah. she was with them at the time and um she had on a necklace that was a uh, popular femi- feminist from back then the locket, was yeah. Weta. yeah <laughs> so maybe she sure. intentionally yeah. spelled out Weta trying to name it after her, but very maybe well she missed the D and got yeah. the J well, instead. Maybe. You know. <laughs> Who knows? But But uh, I found that I found that to be very ironic. Yeah. You know. <laughs> think think there's a little something involved with it, but yeah. Well yeah. Uh just the precursors to the Ouija board, you know, um uh, what I forgot to think of earlier, it was called automatic writing. Oh, okay. Yes. So you Thank have you. Uh, automatic yeah. writing, seances, uh, mm-hmm. rapping or knocking, as I like yeah. to call it. Mm-hmm. And basically what this all boils down to is it's necromancy put into a uh, board game. <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> essentially, that's what it is. It, yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, uh, so the ownership of the game is kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be this real uh, intense spiritual journey of a game, and it goes from the Canard Novelty Company into the Fold Company. Later in 66, correct, it goes to the Parker Brothers? Yep, tight of Vietnam War, the Parker Brothers makes the purchase. Uh, maybe because it's tie into the war thing. Well, so. they're probably thinking, hmm, based on their collected data, hmm Sold a lot during World War One, right? In general, this board used to sell out uh, more yeah. than Monopoly. Yeah, like it used to be the top board game that people would buy. And uh, I, I don't have the year, but it's, uh, it no. eventually went to Hasbro. Hasbro has the rights to it as we speak. Oh no, it was uh, sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. So a year later, after the purchase, it already topped Monopoly. Ah, gotcha. So within one year mm-hmm. of it actually breaking ground on a national level. Right. Distributed across country in one year, mm-hmm. it beat Monopoly. That's crazy. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is just. I'm sorry, it's messed up. But yeah, um, we'll take a quick yeah. break, and uh, when we come back into it, we'll uh, get into a, a few stories. Spooky story. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're welcome back. back. Hope you enjoyed that awesome movie clip. Use your board. It's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, so we want to talk a little more about the stigma that comes with the Ouija board. You know, um, a lot of people are afraid of it. Um, I, I'll be honest. I know Paul is deathly afraid of it. I, I'm afraid of it myself, in a sense, because you know. Even though it's a game, I myself, I grew up in a very religious home when I was a kid. And 
I even know people who have actually played the Ouija board and have horror stories that go with it, you know? So maybe if it's a lot of he said, she said stuff that kind of puts that stigma on itself. But I mean, I myself, I just don't want to do it because I don't want to take a chance on opening a door to anything, you know? Um, pretty much anytime anybody talks about using one, say for like a ghost hunt or something like that, I'm like, you fucking dumbass. Like, cool. Just open the doors to hell. Right. That's cool. It's like, right. Yeah. What's going to happen? Let's bring a demon along <laughs> to your journey home. But yeah. Uh, you know, so you, you have a lot of that and, uh, and you, you did say you, you haven't played with one. Right? No, I've never played with one. I've never actually been up close other than just TV movies. Right. You, word of mouth. Do you have testimony. any friends or family that? Not that I am aware of. No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had actually played with one, uh, <laughs> but it was when I was a kid. <laughs> do tell. Like I said. I got uh, this one. I was, uh, I was basically, we had a very religious family. Uh, we went to church all the time we're talking like not just Sundays and Wednesdays uh <laughs> we had church Sunday morning Sunday night we had Bible studies on Mondays and sometimes we'd get together on Thursdays or Fridays for Bible study or some other thing it's called and then church on Wednesday and then we'd had choir practice and stuff we'd have to be dragged to as well on Saturday nights <laughs> so we was all about the church when I was a kid but, <laughs> um, so I had this buddy of mine, uh, I was in the fifth grade. So whatever age that would be around the fifth grade, <laughs> your boy, Ron, your right. boy. So, um, he was from California. Him and his family just moved out in the middle of the sticks for some reason. And we were playing the Ouija board. I of course wanted to try it out cause I thought it was really cool. And I wanted to see what it was about. So we had it up and I'm about to get into the whole, how it works with the Ouija board. But he basically had me believing that I was having a full on conversation with Jesus Christ. (laughs) And me being the brainchild, I was was like, when are you going to come back? Now, Ron, Thank you, you, like, you can ask tell Jesus me. one question. What's it going to be? Uh, are you coming back today? <laughs> right. He's like, where are you? <laughs> They're like, Ron, no, that's not going to work. But when you said to ask a question. Right. But, I mean, something I do remember is like that's we deep. did close that's out deep. the session like yeah. you're supposed to. You're supposed to close it every time you play it. And the horror stories come from not closing it properly. Really? You know. So, um, how do you... Uh, Essentially, what you're supposed you to do, you're, you're supposed to say goodbye. You know, like both both participants yeah, have both to say goodbye at the same time, to. or does it matter if like if you're both if there's two people there and only one has their hands on the percent? I like, believe you're all who's doing have it to be have it. to move it to goodbye. So kind of like if you you both have to open the same way and close the same way, right? Okay, I believe so. Um, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience with it, but that's all right. Well, for like, those of you out there that don't close the door, close the damn door, right? Close it. <laughs> What are you raising a barn? I mean, if that if that's the solution, <laughs> just close the damn door. Right. So, <laughs> born in a barn, yeah, right, right. But anyway, so okay, you know, so yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a lot I have to do with it. If it is, you know, what they claim, but 
essentially how the Ouija board works. It's um, it's basically an unconscious movement that you're doing. So this was something that was cool because even though he tricked me into think I was talking to Jesus, he also explained to me that you can think of a letter or something and you can move it. So I put my hands on the thing and we thought about it. And I was like, I'm thinking of a letter and I moved it to that letter. So basically it's unconscious movements and it's called the ideometer mm-hmm. effect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is basically just that it's just unconscious movement. So you're both touching the planchette and if you're just waiting for something to be spelled out, you're not necessarily thinking of anything at the time. So whoever's ready to manipulate the board can, because you're waiting to receive information while they're like, they know what's going down so they can just move it to whatever. Or, you know, it could actually be a tool. I mean, I don't want to completely cancel it out. No, I'm no. thinking it's no. not, it can't be used from that. Or it could even be in a sense that what if we made it into that? What if it did start out as just a game, mm-hmm. but from everybody's thoughts and the stigma to it and everything, you know, our unconscious mind or just consciousness in general, there's a lot of power there. Of course. And that's been expressed even in, you know, scientific studies. The power of the mind is crazy. And what if through all of this worldwide phenomena that we hear about this, what right. if we put power into the board? Right. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, I'm not going to completely rule out that you, it can be used to talk to the spiritual world. I mean, I just can't, I can't look at it that way. I feel like if you close your mind off to something like that, it's, it's not a good way to learn more. But at the same time, you don't want to just believe you can just toss some dice around and believe everything, you know? So it's a double, or you play, or you play one time and then Jesus is going to come back. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, so, this whole thing really got kicked off when the exorcist came out, mainly the book itself, because, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the stigma with the Ouija board itself comes basically you can get possessed by a demon or an evil spirit while playing this game. And what launched that idea into the world was basically, um, a boy by the name of Ronald Hunkler, which we covered in our very first episode over the exorcist. Yes, we did. Uh, that's how he ended up getting possessed was playing with a Ouija board that his aunt Tilly had happened to have. Mm-hmm. And so you get that movie out, you know, it's basically the satanic panic that follows with it. You know, I know it was more heavier during the eighties, but that's basically what it spawned from, you know, all of a sudden everybody has this idea of like, Oh, you can be possessed by an evil spirit and you can, you know, have all kinds of different languages coming out of you. You basically morph and all that goes along with being possessed. But, you know, I mean, that would scare the shit out of me, you know? So, I mean, the great way to control somebody is fear. (laughs) Fear is a powerful tool. Yeah. Powerful motive. There's two two most ways to control somebody, fear and hunger. And that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. 
So, so after basically, sorry, but after playing that, mm-hmm. I mean, were, did you feel like the like were you were you impressed with what you play with? I mean, were like, did you feel better about it? Like after you know you've heard, yeah, like, I want to say I felt so, better about it. Yeah. You felt better after playing. Yeah, did you think Jesus was coming though? No, I I was really off put by that that he tricked me. That he tried to do that because yeah. it's yeah because I mean I can't put too much thought or feeling into it mm-hmm. because I was such a young kid. Right. Um, and young kids are impressionable, right? Very much so. And, you know, so I, I, I'm i not mad at him now for no. it or anything. Yeah. But I'm just saying it was just one of those things that, you know, I guess I had such a belief in, you know, what I was doing well, that it, it kind of, I don't know, it just threw my mind for a world just trying to figure out. I was like, what is this crap? Like, I don't understand. That was just what well, I you're took trying, away from it. You're trying to rationalize that also mm. with your religious upbringing as well. Yeah. Exactly. So you kind of come to a crossroad. Mm. Not not in a bad way, but you're just kind of like, all right, well. Okay. Well, there's, yeah. there's a piece of the puzzle. Right. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I um, I just didn't. I don't know. I, I, I hadn't played it since. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's not coming in this house. Right. This is one of those things. I'm like, my wife would probably she would kick neuter me you if I'd neuter you, buddy. That's just how it, how it goes, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just one I mean, that's cool that you got sometimes. to do it. I just, I, I just don't see myself doing it. I just don't. I yeah. mean, I feel a little bit better about obviously what I read and that there's the idea that it could be, you know, little bit more mental than and then just the physical realm but i just i don't want to chance it I no I, I get you i'm I completely 100 percent behind you on that um you know considering that i'm someone who believes in you know the paranormal world because obviously yeah. i have you know had your experience experiences. yeah and you have ted stuff too so yeah right. so we look at it it just it's just a different thing i don't know that's something that's so peculiar to me because there's so many people that have experiences with this right but yet the common theme i mean most people don't believe in anything after death. Um, I'm not going to say most people. No. I'm say like a lot of people don't. Right. And there's some people. And a lot that of people f- don't believe in ghosts. Right. But there's evidence. And there's evidence and people have had been through those mm-hmm. trials and tribulations and others will just still until I guess it actually hits them or again, not if they're open minded or not. I think that I think that's what it boils it's down like what to. they don't Unless know they can actual, be scared of. An, yeah. an actual experience. Right. Would be basically the only thing that changes a lot of people's minds. Right. But uh, something that fascinates me about the Ouija stuff is just like the mythology behind it. Oh yeah, like all the stories. Yeah. In, excuse me. In particularly, there's a specific uh, story about this guy named Darren Evans, and he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I didn't know that I lived in Oklahoma, but I didn't know about this story till like four years ago. So I was already living up this way, but uh, I believe. It was in the late 80s or something like that. He uh, found a Ouija board and I kind of chopped this guy up to 100% bullshit on this whole story thing because he Mm. changed. He wrote a book later on after his post online got real popular and completely changed stuff that you definitely would have had mentioned at the first scene of the story. So um, basically he started playing a Ouija board with his girlfriend at their house and he basically got obsessed with it started claiming all kinds of different things and basically claiming that he contacted this specific entity. It was called like Zozo or something like that. And a lot of people, it's a short name for an actual demon. I think uh, they referenced into the exorcist, 
But a lot of people don't want to say this name out loud because it apparently uh, it attracts uh, attention from the demon itself. What, like Candyman? Basically, yeah, exactly. No, that's say two more times, bro. Yeah. Say or two Beetlejuice, you know. <laughs> but there's just it's going down a rabbit hole because yeah. you have that. But right. you also have other people that will claim that they had the same experience with that character. Sure. Yeah. And it just keeps going. It's crazy. You know, it's just follow a rabbit hole and stuff. And they even try to claim that it's been, you know, taken back to this like French writing back in the day that mentions it in there. But it mentions it in a weird weird kind of toss out kind of way where it was like this holds nothing. Like the fact that you found this in an old book just tells me that you don't really right. have anything to stand on. No. But I bring that up just because there's a lot of fun stories. So if all else fails, this this board of entertainment has done its job. You know, it entertains people. It fascinates the mind. It brings people it together. It scares the shit out of people. <laughs> you know, you get so. scared and you'll be close at the same time. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, who knows, man? Not a bad Friday evening, right? Yeah. <laughs> Friday night, we play the Ouija board. <laughs> Saturday night, we hold each other and cry till we fall asleep. <laughs> Sunday night, we go to church and stay there until it all goes away. <laughs> and repent for all this shit we've done. Jeez. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. I mean, no, it's cool. Yeah. We definitely want to, if you guys got testimonies and stories, I mean, please, we do would like, you know, we would definitely like to hear more. I think it would be fascinating to hear people's stories. I, I Like I just said, I yeah. love hearing the stories about it. I yeah. Mean, just if you have any actual stories at all playing the Ouija board, even if it, nothing happened, I mean, put tell that us. There. Tell us in the comments know. below. Send it was to it our email. Was it your time? Was it something you might do again? Or did you get batshit crazy? Yeah. Info at uh, thunderrooster.com. Check and, out. Uh, yeah. Love to read it. So shoot us that. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. It. You're moving it. Would you just quiet? I'm trying to concentrate here. And I'm not moving it. You're moving it. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> we back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So right now we're going to do a little something new. And I believe we're going to carry this on from here on out. We're going to call this something funny. But uh, right now we're just calling it our little click clip segment. Clip and, of the week, uh, baby. Basically, Paul and I have decided that we're going to basically find some clips and uh, introduce them to one another. So, yeah, we'll get a nice little kick out of it. Sure. And, uh, hopefully you enjoy it as well. Now, this first clip I'm going to show you is one that my wife helped me pick out. Oh, okay. So uh, we're, we kind of have thrown around the ideas of three clips every episode. One for me, one from Paul, and then we have one of our wives pick out another clip. So this first clip I'm going to show you here is uh, the wife choice. The wife choice? Okay. This horse is going down. Just mind his own business. And wham! And wham with the left hand. 
the horse was like, this is my road, bitch. He's like, I just owned you. Yeah, right. Stay in your lane, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> that horse had some uh, payback. Oh, my God. It was just crazy. Just, you know, just, <laughs> just whammy. <laughs> whammy. <laughs> I like how the guy just catches himself on the truck. Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. This next clip's from Paul. Yeah. You want to give a little uh, You want me to give a little feedback? A little description just, on just it. Just kind of like, yeah, sure. So, we're we're uh we're pet lovers, yeah. you and I. Correct. Um but I just want to see would you cut this dog's uh nails? <laughs> All right. <laughs> would you groom this dog? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> he, gives him a, he gives him a kiss on the cheek. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe it's like the light shining in his eyes or something. But he looks like the spawn. He got them damn man. alien spawn eyes, and the guy's like, "Oh, he's a cute little boy." We'll just I like how he's just nonchalantly like, "Yep, this happens every time." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's my fear with my shepherds. Like, we uh, we don't cut his nails because he's got the dark ones, yeah. and I'm just afraid like I'm just gonna slip, and he's just gonna right, like right. hate me for life. You know, it was like even our little Bella. Like, I just refuse <laughs> to do it anymore because she freaks out so much over it. It's like you barely right. touch her, Paul. Right. She's like, no. <laughs> Oh, like a little Rottweiler's going to do any damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This. Uh, oh, that was good. This one is uh, something I titled Too Far. Too Far? Okay. But, uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, my little gosh. wrestling he move. This maneuver from the top rope. <gasps> oh. Oh, and he just jacked his jaw with a <laughs> What is this? What is Let's this? Let's go to the top rope. <laughs> Charade getting on the top floor in the high rent district. Here he, he goes, goes up. Crossing himself. Oh. Oh. And the crowd's silent. Everything. Dude, the, the, the crowd is like, what the hell? He even tries to kick out. Like, no, I can keep going. I can keep going. It's like, dude, stay down. <laughs> I mean, you gotta give it to the guy. He's nope. trying to stick with it. Trying to stick with it. If I'm like that, is he? Oh, is he paralyzed? Jesus Christ! Oh, just watching that though, dude. Like, that just because I used to jump on a trampoline all the time, do all kinds of crazy stuff, and I've landed like that once or <laughs> oh, twice. Damn, and it's just man. like, luckily it's on a trampoline. But oh, this dude. Oh. oh, his head went right on the canvas like it that. It makes man. you really wonder. Like, did the dude break his neck? That's what I'm saying. And then all the people in the crowd are like. Was this part of the act? <laughs> I could have rewind that and watch it again <laughs> from the top rope. Here he goes. There he goes. And then you see that one person in the back with the, the woman's hands on her head. She's like, yeah. he's fucked. It's like, did he? <laughs> is he going to be alive in 30 minutes? Oh, man. It's up again. District, here he goes. He goes again. Oh. oh, if we could just take that back just to the 
The part where he actually hits there. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's completely... All the weight is on his neck, and his head is completely going off. That's like... <laughs> Uh, oh, hopefully this uh, this young gentleman is uh, <laughs> is okay. Is okay, but hopefully he might have tried to choose the different career path. <laughs> Shit! How was your day? I landed on my head. So I went viral, mom. <laughs> be so proud of me. I'm going places. Oh, that place oh that was going to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> to the ER. Oh man. <laughs> I think uh, we should bring in more botched wrestling moves for our clips. <laughs> I think that would be something really entertaining. Oh, my God. Oh, that God. was great. That was cool. Well, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Good that time, was guys. our clip segment. <laughs> Hopefully you like that. We're going to keep bringing that out. But man, oh, man. That was good. Yep. But uh, we really hope you liked this episode. Uh, hopefully we covered it as well enough for you. Give yeah. you a little something to giggle at, something to learn. It's what we strive for here. But yeah, uh, tell your friends about us. I really think that this is a perfect podcast for somebody to start out on if uh, they haven't started out on any podcasts. I mean, we cover four different subjects, so you get a little taste of everything. But uh, you got it. You know, if you like what you uh, see, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up, a like. Uh, anything will help get us up there and get us get us out to the world. Yes. Uh, if you listen to us on uh, Spotify or Apple podcast, uh, definitely go rate us on there. Um, so it's like our shirt says, uh, uh, we got to earn that shit to get that five stars, but you know, it is appreciated, but thank you so much for yeah, tuning us in. Again, Paul, you guys. got anything? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. This is a good episode. All right. Have we'll, fun. We will see you again next week with a interesting little episode. We're uh, doing our music uh, subject, but we are actually going to cover our own guitars, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, we'll make it interesting for you. <laughs> hopefully, you'll watch. All right, thanks for checking us out, and we'll take it easy, guys. Later.